You're listening to episode 181 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. Okay, hold on. Humor me for a second here because this is too good not to share. If if you've been following me for a while, I had I pretty much cut out all alcohol for a few years' time, which is crazy, but true. I'd have a drink, maybe like here or there, if we had friends over and we made a big dinner, or once every couple of months. Like one drink every couple of months, maybe. But I'd always pay for it later, and I hated that. Like, it's not worth it to me. I have three little kids. They don't care that mommy had a glass of wine the night before, and they're not going to let me sleep it off. I can't stand hangovers. I can't stand being foggy-brained or having a headache or whatever the next day. I'd have one glass of wine. I was turning into such a pathetic little lightweight, and it would cut into my work and my mood. It just it wasn't worth it. But if I'm being totally transparent, the Italian in me missed her wine, and that was just kind of my, like, curl up by the fire kind of drink or my cherry on top of an amazing Italian dinner kind of thing. But it wasn't worth it. And you also know that I'm totally obsessed with health. We've eliminated all the garbage in our lives as a family. And it never really occurred to me that I'm over here avoiding fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with chemicals, buying organic, But I'd drink a glass of wine, never putting two and two together that the grapes were being sprayed with all the toxins that we completely cut out of our lives. So when I heard about dry farm wines, I'm a skeptic and a research junkie. So I dug into it, organically grown grapes without any of the additives or toxins sprayed on them, the stuff that I hate, sugar-free, that's right, sugar-free. And sometimes I feel like for me, having a drink, the sugar hits me harder the next day than the alcohol even does, lower sulfites paleo and keto friendly. So I also am the type that never wants to recommend anything to you guys unless I've tried it for myself and tried it quite a few times. So I'm happy to report that I'm obsessed. My husband and I are obsessed with dry farm wines. I can drink wine again. I can curl up by the fire. I can have it with my big bowl of pasta. And I love the taste. And Really, I love the fact that it's small batch and supporting organic farmers all over the world. This is like you know, what I stand for in business too. I want to support the small businesses throughout the world. So if you care about that kind of stuff like I do, or you just really like good wine, go check them out. They've offered to do something special for you guys as my listeners of Scaling Up, and they're going to give you a bottle for one penny. They can't do it for free legally because of the whole alcohol thing. With your order at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz, E-L-I-Z. So Man, it has just been so worth it 
to go this route. I can enjoy a glass of wine again. And if there's ever a bottle you don't love, they replace it, no questions asked. So that's always really appreciated because then you're not going to love every single wine that you try. It's a perfect gift for yourself, maybe, or for my fellow wine lovers and hangover haters. This is great for you. No hangover. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? No hangover. So go check them out. Take advantage of what they're doing for our scaling up community. I so appreciate that. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz. Okay, thanks for letting me digress for a second here and let's get back to the show. This one's for you if you ever feel like you're watching your peers or other people land amazing opportunities. They snag that great media appearance. They get the speaking gigs. They land the book deal. They get to work with that great company or collaborate with people that you really admire. They have opportunities that you salivate over while you're over there grinding and waiting for your big break. So why is it that some people seem to magnetize all the golden opportunities while others seem to repel them or sit there in waiting and it just doesn't seem to click? So today I'm going to break down the five reasons why you're not getting the opportunities you want and what to do to shift the pendulum in your favor. And it's not going to be as complicated as you think. This is stuff that you can do right away that you can implement and start to experience that positive momentum towards where you want to go. So no more feeling like it's never going to happen to you or for you. It is your time. We are going to make it happen starting today. So why do you feel stagnant or like everyone else is getting these chances that you really want? I'm going to break down these five reasons that I have seen over the years of working with people who are aiming at big opportunities, why they're getting stuck or why they feel like they're not magnetizing the opportunities they really want. And these are the five main reasons. There are obviously sub things that we can always do better to improve our chances of getting looks and getting opportunities these are the big ones. So let's kick off with the very first reason, which is your mind has tricked you into thinking that you're trying all the things and you're really putting yourself out there when in reality, you're either creating in a bubble or in a vacuum waiting to be discovered when your peers are actually out there pitching themselves for these big opportunities. So we have this tendency to allow our thoughts to become our reality, even if our physical reality, what's actually happening from an objective perspective, isn't aligned with those thoughts. So here's an example. If you're eyeing up that perfect client on Instagram, okay, you know you'd be the perfect fit for her. She needs what you have to offer. You follow her, maybe even comment on her posts, and you put your content on social media that's It's literally like you're almost speaking directly to her. But here's the thing, you're not. And as a result, you see her post a couple weeks later that she just hired a business coach and it wasn't you. They stole her, right? Why did that coach get another client? I would have been perfect for her. Why did they pick them? Okay, so this is where our reality and kind of how our thoughts are playing a trick on us don't align. We know our gifts, right? We know what we offer. And because we are in it all day, every day, in the weeds, creating the content, thinking about it, studying it, creating the website, putting the stuff out there, we think that that is reverberating out into the ears or eyes of the people that we want to serve or the people that we want to see us that have those opportunities in the palm of their hand. But just because you are doing it in your bubble over here, If you are not directly asking for the opportunity you want and someone else is, you're going to be overlooked. And this happens all the time. 
Guess what that other business coach did that you failed to do? She put herself out there. She made the actual pitch. She sold herself. She sold her services. The world is so freaking noisy right now, and you are not just going to be discovered. That's like a needle in a haystack. So what is the process of changing this? Because I don't want to just hit you with the mistakes people are making. I want you to know how to do it differently because as you step into your next level of leadership and business, this applies whether you're early in the game and you're like looking for those initial opportunities or you're a big player, but you want the next level opportunity, the next level stage, the next level book deal, right? Those, a new level, new devil. You're going to have to up level and break through this. We do this at every single level, okay? So what is the process of changing this mistake? If I were to open your calendar or whatever, your to-do list, would I see this reflected as a priority? You say you want this opportunity, okay? You say you want to land this opportunity. If I were to open up what your day-to-day looks like, would it show me that you are prioritizing that opportunity you say you want? Or are you doing all the other things and just hoping for that opportunity or thinking that all those other things you're doing will somehow lead to that opportunity falling into your lap? You want it so badly, but the actual process of making this happen isn't even on your list of things to do, okay? So first off, you want to start by prioritizing that wish list of opportunities. And you're going to do this by considering which opportunities, this is really important, Move the needle towards your long-term vision and let go of the opportunities that sound great, but they ultimately take you off course. Just because something by society's standards is an amazing opportunity doesn't mean that it's an amazing opportunity for you in pursuit of something greater in your life. There are plenty of things that are shiny and sexy that are going to take you off course. So don't say that you want that speaking gig. Just because it's shiny and sexy and makes you feel important, if you're in a season where you don't want to leave the kids or travel and it doesn't ultimately help you work towards that next thing. So what is the next thing you desire that's fully in alignment with both your values and moving you towards the bigger vision? And this is why you have to have a bigger vision. If you go through life just hopping from stepping stone to stepping stone, not really even knowing where you're trying to go you're not going to be able to know with certainty which opportunities are the right ones for you. And a little sneak peek, we have a part two to this opportunities series where we're going to break down how to know which opportunities are for you. But first, we have to start attracting the opportunities. Okay, so don't say you want the best-selling book if you hate to write. And you don't want to dedicate the next year at 5 a.m. to writing your book just because you saw someone else do it and you admired that and it looks cool. After you choose, I want you to pick three opportunities that are in alignment. They honor your values. They help you stay true to those values. And they allow you to move closer to that big goal or big vision that you have for your both your business and your life, which should be in harmony. You can't have a big vision for your business and a big vision for your life and they don't align because then you're just going to be unhappy and disappointed. And you start to put them onto the calendar and work backwards as to what is required to land those opportunities and make them come to life. So for example, if you really want to get that media feature, what contacts do you need to make? What relationships do you need to start to nurture? Right? What pitches do you have to write up? And how many pitches? And then 
come up with your follow-up plan to go back to those people that you pitched and nurture that relationship further. I think sometimes people think, okay, I want the media opportunity. I'm going to pitch the thing. I didn't get the yes. Why does everyone else get the opportunities? Not realizing that the people that are getting the opportunities are spending a year nurturing a relationship and offering value to them and connecting with them on a deeper level and then sending the pitch and then sending 12 follow-ups. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So don't think so short-sighted. Come up with a plan to roll out this opportunity that you want to have. And the thing to remember too is, and we're going to talk about momentum in a minute because it's critical. But you want to make sure that you're taking action and not just the reason I want you to have three opportunities you're chipping away at is not because I want your eye on three different balls, but it's because you don't want to just focus on the media pitch and that's the only opportunity because there are going to be multiple things that are going to move you forward and taking action is going to breed momentum and that's going to serve you in the long run. Okay, so then you want to make sure you have a consistent, ongoing plan to put yourself out in front of the right media, right? If that's that's the example I'm using. There are plenty of other different kinds of opportunities that you might be going for. And you want to know that it's not one and done. It's a process. All good opportunities are a process. It's not just a random grand slam. That player was there practicing morning, noon, and night, doing the work to make sure that they were strong enough and ready for when that opportunity came their way. The second reason you're not getting the opportunities you want, you're trying to base your future opportunities on your past successes. Like you're deserving of more, but you're hanging your hat on last year's championship. This is a big one for entrepreneurs and leaders who have already seen some level of success and they've been validated or recognized for that success. Because we are aiming at future opportunities because we feel deserving of them based on what we've proven previously. When in reality, we need to keep growing and leveling up to land our next opportunity. So are the opportunities you want in line with the success you had? Or is it in line with the success you're having or need to have? So there were years where I was getting incredible speaking opportunities through one company in particular, right? I had a thriving top-level network marketing business, which I still have. It's such an incredible business model for those that are, you know, looking for ways to lead and grow and grow their income streams. But anyway, I was getting most of my speaking opportunities through them. And I had had, I'd hit the highest level in the company and made it into the million club and all these different things that are high recognition, high reward. And I had a year where Because I had built the business so strong, the income was there, but I wasn't achieving the accolades that I used to achieve, right? The the front-facing, kind of glitzy, sexy awards and achievements that you can get in that industry. And because of that, I had the expectation that I'd continue to get these incredible speaking opportunities, but I was basing that on what I had done previously and the levels I had gotten to previously, not where I was going and not what I was achieving in that moment. And I remember the first year I didn't get the speaking opportunity and I was I felt wronged. I was like, I deserve this. This is something I worked for. I have look at all the things I've done. And then one of my mentors said, yeah, but what are you doing? Done is in the past. What are you doing? 
I was basing those future opportunities on what I'd done in the past, and it doesn't work that way. So how do you combat this human tendency, right? Like this is human nature. What is an opportunity you want to achieve that's going to require you to grow or hit a new level that you can plan for and that you can grow into? We're either growing or we're dying, especially leaders, especially entrepreneurs. We need to be pushing and evolving. And sometimes we get complacent when we achieve success. I know that's happened to me at at many different benchmarks where I kind of just sat back and was like, oh, this is kind of nice. But this is your chance to stop resting on your laurels and push yourself to what's next. And so many opportunities will follow that. If you're feeling stagnant, ask yourself, am I basing the opportunities I think I deserve or that I want on what I did previously or what I am currently doing? Everyone wants success, but sometimes when you get it, you get a little lazy. So set an opportunity goal that's out of your reach today and figure out what you need to do to grow into it and what's required. So do it similar to the previous Uh, bullets that we talked about in that you are going to work backwards. You're going to say, okay, I really want this big opportunity now. This is next level. This is not anything I've had before. And I'm not, I'm not there yet. So what stands between me today and the me that is capable of achieving and receiving that incredible opportunity? And then let your calendar and your to-do list reflect the fact that you're growing into that. The third reason is you're not going where you're most gifted. So you're not shining in your current space. You're not operating in your true zone of genius. So point blank, to be totally blunt, maybe you're not making waves in your space, or at least not waves big enough that anybody's noticing you. Are you so good at what you do that people have no choice but to take notice? Opportunities come to people who are excellent at what they do, who are better at what they do than other people, or they're unique or coming at it from a different angle than other people. We tend to chase two things that can take us off of track of this. And one of them you might be surprised by. The first is what's popular, right? So we create our offerings or we write the book or we do the podcast or whatever based on what everybody else is doing. And we try to fit the popularity contest and stay, you know, in line with what's trending and what is big in society right now. That can take you off track. That could be taking you away from your natural giftings, your natural talents and your skills into just this popularity contest. The second thing that might surprise you is we chase our passions and passions are great. Passions are incredible. But if we only focus on our passions and we only do the things that you know, we feel super excited about, if we're not better than other people in it, the opportunities are going to go to the people who are better than us. So instead of seeing what our true gifting really is, you are focusing on what you like. Or how can you take, instead, flip it on its head, how can you take what you're really gifted at and turn it into something you like? So where is your skill and how can you do that so well that you literally can't be ignored? Are you doing what's popular? So influencers, bloggers, speakers, coaches, or are you going where you're called based on the reason you were placed on this earth and what you do so well? Most people listening here have had success. Why did you have success? Think about that. What was it in those moments, those peak moments where you had those big wins 
Why did you have success? Maybe you didn't have success as a business coach because you're the best at business or teaching business, but you can read people so incredibly well. And that's what brought your gift to light, right? That's what made you so good at what you do. It's not that you know funnels better than somebody else or how to grow an email list necessarily. Maybe it's how you serve your people or the connection you make with them. Think about how can you do more of that? How can you stand out doing more of that? So write down the three things you do better than anybody else and figure out how you can magnetize to monetize. This is where you are going to start to do more of that and draw in those opportunities because you're shining so freaking bright. People can't ignore it. So if you're sitting there complaining about not getting the opportunities you really want, ask yourself, am I doing it better than other people who are getting those opportunities or am I not? Are you just like wanting the opportunity? Are you kicking ass and taking names and shining so bright that you are drawing in those opportunities? You're literally a magnet for them because you're excellent. Number four, you are stalled out and you just need momentum. You just need to get going. Answers come to those who take action and those who take action build momentum. And it's a lot harder to stop an object in motion than it is to stop something that's already stopped itself. So how long have you been sitting still or doing the basics, but not taking bigger leaps that are going to breed some powerful momentum forward? So I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again in a different way because it's so incredible to me. And it's so available to you. I have been in business strategy for a very long time and serving people in marketing and small business strategy, entrepreneurial strategy, bringing their businesses online, everything in those different categories. And I had this calling on my heart to step into leadership and to really serve leaders at a higher level, entrepreneurial leaders, and really take them to new heights and turn them into powerful leaders themselves, okay, so that they can do work that really matters. And when I really thought about going back to bullet number three, when I really thought about what I was so great at in helping people build and scale their businesses, it was that I'm able to look at somebody and excavate and pull out the leader within them and cultivate it into something that can't be stopped. And not a lot of people can do that. So when I finally made the conscious decision to stop ignoring God and everything he was beating me over the head with when it came to this pivot, and I said, you know what? I trust you. Give me what you got. I'm not going to question it. I'm done leaning on my own understanding. None of this makes sense to me. I'm seeing great success on the path I'm on. Why are you taking me off this path? I'm going to stop questioning you. I'm just going to do what you tell me. When I made that commitment in my mind, in my heart, in my head, I hadn't even announced anything publicly that anything was changing. As far as the world knew, I was still going about the way things were going. You guys know that this podcast is going to be closing down as we birth a new podcast and you're going to want to you're definitely going to want to come along for the ride for that one. So make sure you go to elizabethhartke.com forward slash big news so you don't miss the launch of what's coming next. But it was scary to do that, right? We've, we've seen massive growth in the Scaling Up podcast. We have a community around this. We have offerings that are absolutely killing it. But I had to go where I was being guided, where my strengths were, and I needed to take some big leaps. So all I had done was mentally commit 
to where I was going, even though it was scary and didn't fully make sense to me yet. And that mindset leap alone started to build momentum. I started to get excited about where I was going. I started to focus on what I was changing. I started creating new content, thinking about things, reading new things, absorbing new things all around this new category that I was jumping into. And the opportunities just started to flow too fast. So big that some of them were like, man, these are so sexy and so shiny that it's almost impossible to say no to these things. But they're going to take me off this track and I'm going to say no. And then some came in that were going to help me get there faster to the bigger goal. So I started saying yes to them and it opened up more doors. Momentum is an incredibly powerful tool in entrepreneurship. So if you are feeling stagnant, if you feel like you're not getting what you want or it's not coming to you, it could be because you're going too slow or you're not going at all. You're kind of just, you have a pulse, but what big leaps are you taking? What risks are you taking? What scary things are you doing? What opportunities are you hunting down? There is so much that you can be doing to increase your momentum. So look at your typical week. What needs to change to really shake things up? Where do you have some new or big leaps in there? Or don't you, right? Do you need to put them in? Or does everything look status quo in perpetuity? Is it, you know, a couple calls this week, then I record the podcast, then I got a blog going out, and then here's my social media content, and it's like on a loop? Or are you shaking things up? Are you making waves? Are you doing things differently? So momentum breeds momentum. Never underestimate the power of a moving machine. This is where you're going to see more opportunities. Just freaking go. Just go. Even if you don't know the perfect answer, stop trying to get it perfect. Even if you take the wrong step, right? Like there's a, there are a lot of things I'm doing right now for the launch of this new company. A lot of things. I have no freaking clue what I'm doing in some of those things, but I'm doing them because a couple things are going to happen. Either it's going to be the right move and it's going to lead to something great, or it's going to be the wrong move and I'm going to learn what I did wrong and not do it again. But it's breeding momentum. Even if I'm taking the wrong action steps, it's still movement. So don't, just sit there. I remember one of, I think I've said it before on the show. One of my mentors told me uh, the most basic, simple thing, and it stuck with me all these years. I think it was almost 10 years ago. He said, slow sucks, fast is fun. It's not to say that there aren't seasons in your life where you slow down and find rest. I'm not saying grind, hustle. That's not what I'm implying. But like, don't devalue yourself by sitting there and growing moss when you can be moving and creating and forging a path and pioneering something new. Slow sucks. Fast is fun. It's true. It's fun to go fast. It's fun to to build that momentum. You do it in alignment with your values. You do it in the right way. You take seasons of rest. You you take care of yourself in the process. But trust me, you want opportunities, build momentum. And the final reason you might not be getting the opportunities that you really want is you're not ready for the opportunity you really want and there's a better plan at play. I believe in God. I have a strong faith. I give credit to people who don't because I don't know how you do it. And I believe that sometimes when a door slams in my face, even one that I really want open for me, there's a bigger plan at play. So early in my career, I remember making a list, like this was probably eight years ago, making a list of the names, big names, 
of companies I wanted to pitch to do. This was back in the day when I was doing marketing consulting. I was so out of my league. I had no clue what I was doing. And it was such a gift that I got rejected from some of those people and some of those companies because to be totally honest, I wasn't ready for those opportunities. And because I took the action step, like I said, even the wrong action, it builds momentum. It got me going. It taught me things. I, I learned, I said, okay, what did I do wrong in this pitch? What could I do better next time? How am I not ready for this? Okay, I need to buck up on this. I need to improve this skill. And then I got ready for the next one. So it built momentum. But those no's were 100% because I wasn't ready for that yes. That no saved me from what would have happened if there was a yes, which probably wouldn't have been pretty. And sometimes it's not that clear. Maybe it was how God nudged me back to my family when I was too focused on work, right? And maybe sometimes that's what a no is, or that's what a rejection is, or that's what doing it wrong or failing is. You don't know what it's value is in the moment always. And sometimes even in retrospect, you'd just be guessing. You can't say for sure that it was because, you know, I got this no or this rejection or this opportunity didn't come my way and it went to somebody else. It was definitely so that I could focus more on my marriage. Maybe, maybe not. But there's a gift in it either way if you did focus on your marriage, right? So you have to figure out how you can be real with yourself and say, Am I actually ready for this? Now, this is not me saying, wait until you're ready to make the pitch. Wait until you're 100% ready and you have it perfect to do the thing. I'm just saying sometimes the rejections or the failures or the closed doors or the lack of opportunities are because God's saying, hey, I know you thought you're ready for this, but I'm going to give you this instead. We're going to cultivate you. We're going to chip away at this stone a little bit more and get you ready for what's really for you. You thought this opportunity was for you. You thought this was the end-all be-all. You thought this company you pitched was going to be the thing, the big break. I have something even bigger for you that you don't even know about yet. And in my shutting this door, I am leaving that next door open so that we can cultivate you and get you ready and form you into the person and the leader necessary for the real opportunity that's for you. Sometimes we craft an an idea in our heads of what we think is the perfect thing for us when maybe it's not. We don't have that 2020 perspective or 2020 vision or the retrospect perspective to look back on what yet hasn't happened. So how can we trust that sometimes those closed doors are a gift and we have to just keep going? We have to just keep forging forward, knowing that we're building that momentum and that we have some work to do to get ready for the opportunity that's really calling us. So like I said, big things are coming down the pike for you and for us. And because you have been such an incredible blessing in my life supporting this amazing podcast. Do not miss what's coming next. I promise you, although I can't give you all the details, you're going to want to be a part of it. It's going to be a movement that's going to disrupt the entrepreneurial industry and open up so many new doors for you. So head on over to elizabethhartke.com forward slash big news so you don't miss out and you get first dibs on what's going down. Thank you for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for me homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, 
passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.